Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, if not mistaken, Jim Paulson. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on. They really are. There really is. And that's part of the aim today is to recap some of the state tournaments that we just put to bed and also look ahead to uh, volleyball. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday. Volleyball starts Wednesday. And then we've got some football games of consequence that are happening Thursday through Saturday. So it's we've got still got a lot to come. The fall is maybe winding down in some sports, but it's still going gangbusters in in some sports like and uh, there are some sports that are heating up right now. So it's that's uh, a good point. The winter sports are uh, are not on the horizon. They're here. That's right. That's right. Let's get into volleyball to start. Uh you you got a pretty good grasp of what's happening and and tell me a little bit about how you're looking at the different classes in that sport. Um well the biggest thing in volleyball, it's obviously uh, Class 4A's Wyzetta has a chance to win their fourth straight wow. large school title. I call them large school titles because their first one, they were a Class 3A team. Correct. And then when they went up to uh, uh, four classes a few years ago, Wyzetta followed suit. So they've won one 3A title, two 4A titles, and then there was 2020 when they didn't have a state championship. They didn't have a state tournament. So Wyzetta has a chance with a very, very good team, and they're the best team in volleyball this year to uh, add to that uh, run of championships. Um, I think they're the top seed in Class 4A. And uh, that doesn't just mean they can't lose. I mean, there's, that's a team that uh, there's good volleyball all across the state, and the teams that are going to challenge them have a very good chance that they could beat them. Um, there's New Prague got an interesting number two seed. I think they've kind of come, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but they've really skyrocketed this year. Uh, Rogers, who's a, uh, in their third straight state tournament, is the number three seed in, in uh, Class 4A. And then Egan, with, uh, was always a state tournament entrance, have, haven't missed a beat despite replacing Kathy Gillen with her daughter, McKenna Melville, at the head coach. So those are the top four seeds in 4A, and that will be could turn out to be a, a great, very competitive state tournament. When you talk about the changing of what how you define the top class of schools, I understand that's a moving target, but is there any – precedent for a team winning four consecutive titles at the largest class available? You know, I don't think so. I'd have to go back and look for sure and see what was going back on back in the uh, 70s and 80s. I remember there was a Columbia, Heights. Columbia Heights had some great teams back in the yeah. late 70s and early 80s. Um, Egan had a run where yeah. they were in the state championship match for, I think they won three in a row and they lost three straight state championship match. So there are the Lakevilles. Yeah, there, there are a lot of good teams in the past. Lakevilles, absolutely right, under Milan Mater. Before they went to two classes or two schools, so well, got to, I gave you some homework. Good. That was, that was my whole plan is to give you some homework. So, <laughs> really, I was going to be taking the rest of the day off here. I've got a I've got a busy week coming up here. Yeah, and and so that was that's the volleyball. It starts again Wednesday, at, and everything's happening at the Excel Energy Center downtown St. Paul. And then move to a four. It's a it's a four day tournament now. It used to be three days. It spreads things out a little bit because it's so much easier to uh, uh, get uh, everybody in and to get everything taken care of in a timely fashion with that extra day. So it's just like you know, they added a day in for softball coming up. That'll be a, uh, a nice addition. It's all a matter of money. I mean, can they afford the rent for that extra day? It sounds like they've found a way to do it. Sure. Football's got, like I said, three days' worth of compelling games, and, and I don't know how much you, you talk about be a busy week. You're going to be double-dipping occasionally between some morning and afternoon volleyball, and then you'll be – getting out the door to a nearby site for football. So, so what? how many – you have just one or two of those double-dip situations? It, I had a, It could have been two. It could have been a Friday-Saturday thing or a Thursday-Friday thing. But yeah. uh, Saturdays, I can't do it because 
the volleyball championships are all day long. Right. But uh, this year, because of the, the travel going from the volleyball tournament site to a site for football can be kind of prohibitive to go from one to yeah. another and get there in time. Right. That I had said to just do one day Thursday. I'll be out at Park Center for Edina and Stillwater, whereas in Thursday you will be where? Thursday I've got uh, 4A. I've got a rematch from uh, Totino Grace and Hutchinson. Is That's the game, and the site is Lakeville South. Yeah, all the games, that's right, they're all at neutral sites for this week. Before one week, before they go to uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, and maybe you'd agree with me on this, this is the coldest week of football coverage every year because it's it's in early November. The those press boxes and most of them aren't even heated, um, and so you sit there and you freeze. Windows are open and the for windows the cameras. Are open for the cameras. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the winds coming through and so. Oh yeah, and yeah. And, and as cameras or um, guys doing streaming broadcasts right. like to have it open so they can see as well. But, Correct. Uh, so this will be the, this is the coldest week of football of the year. It's got to be right up there. If we actually went back and crunched the numbers, it's got to be close to the coldest for all the reasons you list. Plus, it's dark and you know, there's just it's just a cold time of year. So, yeah, we got to. I know at one point I was covering Centennial, and I may have been even the week before this. It may have been the the previous round, the the quarterfinal round, or whatever. But I had to go from that press. First of all, I had to move my laptop because snow was coming in the window, and it was it was just going to get all over my laptop. And that's you know, electronics and water don't mix. So I wasn't able to really do much during the game, and then to warm up, I went into the hockey arena. That's <laughs> right. Is that Centennial? Yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I had to do that same thing when they yeah. take the windows out and the yes, and it's it's a north facing press box. Yeah. So when they take those windows out, you get the breeze and the wind and the snow coming right in at you. I've yep. had to do that one year when they had a snow and uh, and coming down, and it was too unsafe for the. Uh, Television, the, the streaming sure. guys, the, the camera guys, to sit on top of the uh, roof of the press boxes, which is what they do at all these uh, mm-hmm. um, venues. So they had to come into the press box, take out all the windows. So I know what you mean. You got snow blowing right in your face. <laughs> this whole time. That's that's that's. There's a reason why you want to have a press box. One is to be sheltered from the elements. But you know the glamour of this job. These are the things that bring you down to earth. <laughs> so that's Thursday, a Friday. I, you're not going to be out, but I will be out at Spring Lake Park. We've got Eden Prairie, Lakeville North. And the only problem I have with that game is it's it's too early given <laughs> yes. how good they've been and how highly ranked they've been all year long. This should be something we see at the U.S. Bank Stadium, but such is life. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, it's Eden Prairie again, but, uh, you know, they haven't been playing for a championship. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. I think they, they played in the championship game. Was it 2017, I think? So they... They haven't been here for a while. I know there was. Uh, I've seen some comments on some comment lines that oh, Eden Prairie again. There, another year of Eden Prairie. People forget that it's been a while since Eden Prairie has been back in this situation where they're the, the top ranked team in the state. And then Brian Vossen at uh, Lakeville North. It means so much to him. He puts everything into uh, to uh, coaching football. And Lakeville North is back where they should be in their rightful spot near the top of the rankings. That should be an incredible game. That is my pick for the game of the weekend. Sure. So that's Saturday. Then Saturday, I've got uh, St. Thomas Academy against Owatonna. That's at Woodbury High School. And we have a rare Ron Hagstrom in the field sighting on Saturday. He's going to be at Matamidi Chanhassen. That's happening at Apple Valley. And that's, that's you know, you just saw uh, Chanhassen outlast Mankato West and that looks like a damn good football team for five, in five A. Oh, they are. They've 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 got so many guys that can make plays. Chan Hassan, they're they're big and they're strong, but they're not 
brutally strong. They just have so many good athletes on that team. Of course, Maxwell Woods being the uh, n- number one guy, the running back, defensive back, who's just had lights lights out better than just anybody else in the state. When he's got the ball in his hands, anything can happen. So, And that was a, a big victory for Chan Hassan to come back and, and beat Man, uh, Mankato West team that had been in the state tournament how many times? Just eight or nine times in the past dozen years. And every year they had gone through Chan Hassan to get there. Chan Hassan finally, finally got past Mankato West to get to the state tournament. It's their first state tournament berth, and they deserved it. They came back from a couple of 14-point deficits against Mankato West and uh, and won probably the best football game I've seen all season long. Yeah, that's great. I mean, anytime I always equate this more to basketball, the Eastern Conference that – you know, first, once upon a time, the Celtics had to get by the 76ers, and then the Pistons had to get by the Celtics, and the Bulls had to get by the Pistons. The effect, I think that it takes a while, and you have to really earn it and everything else. It just really adds something to the sport. You know, we talk, we throw around rivalry maybe sometimes a little too much, but, but Chan Hassan and Mankato West, that was a rivalry that had been established, and it's good to see it, you know, continue to thrive and to, to see Chan Hassan take the lumps they've taken over the years and then find a way to put it together. I had another word for Mankato Rest, if you're a Chan Hassan fan, nemesis. That's sure. exactly what they were. So sure. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good time for football. These are the teams that the games really matter. Not that the teams that you know played well, but their seasons are over, don't have value. But this is a time when you set up and take notice. So we put, like I said, we put some things to bed, and we want to quick recap those. Uh, we'll start with the uh, cross country. That was on Saturday. It was back at the... Uh, Roy Gria, or sorry, that's the name of the Invitational. Les Bolstad Golf Course, the University of Minnesota, St. Paul campus. I think technically Falcon Heights, or maybe it's, it's Lauderdale. But Falcon any, Heights, yeah, it's, it's it, Falcon Heights. Yeah. yeah, in any case, after 30 years at Northfield in Mankato, or sorry, in uh, St. Olaf in Northfield, it came back to the um, the Les Bolstad course, and and I was out there, was focusing most heavily on the 3A class. That's the big school class, and. You know, you you these are five thousand meter courses. They're three mile runs, and, and you think that you know the 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 tipping point could come at any you know time somewhere during the race that you might not have the ability to see. Uh, but the the boys race in three A actually was very handy. It came the the whole pivotal moment of the race was in the last twenty meters because Roseville's Robert McCurra overcame Sam Scott from uh, in Minneapolis Southwest in a great showing by both those young men, and so. That was a that was an exciting race, and then in the on the girls' side, the there wasn't any drama with the finish because she won by, I mean the photo that we ran in the Star Tribune is it shows her coming into the final stretch, and there is nobody behind her, Nora Hersh sorry Nora Hushagen from Forest Lake, wins the event like I said by about thirty seconds, but she fell at some point during the race, and you could see it when she came in to talk to the media. She's got mud caked on her legs. She's got grass shards sticking out of different places. But what happened? Well, I fell. I was. She was. You know, it was. It was enough condensation that morning, and you know, the grass was wet, and there was some mud. And she said I was coming down a little bit of a hill, and then there was a turn, and then at that turn, she kind of did the whole superwoman thing. And so, what were you thinking when you fell? Well, I was thinking, oh, I got to get back into the race. She said. So one of the uh, runners behind her actually jumped over her. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I'm glad that, that one of those big old spikes didn't land the wrong well, that's place. That's called a steeplechase, if you ask me. So. Yeah, right, right. So she she won it. Very exciting for her and and uh, for, for Forest Lake. So, um, so a great day there. And of course, there were the one A and the two A races. Um, the the one A race, you know, just because we are more metro centric, uh, 
it was, it's worth mentioning that uh, the r- winner was uh, Eddie Snyder. He w- he is a, uh, a, a, a Mounds Park Academy grad, and he won the uh, single A boys race. So so good for him, and, and and good for all the teams and all the runners because you can't you can't fake cross country. <laughs> you know you no. got <laughs> you got to put the work in. So and who said and whoever said it wasn't a contact sport where you got runners coming in with mud and grass and you know, stuck in that. That's a football player stuck in there. That's stuck right. In the uniform. So, congratulations to to Nora. It surprised me honestly that you said that. I think in your story that Forest Lake hadn't won a cross country championship for a long time. Yeah, because they've been they've been so good and so competitive for so many years in cross country skiing. I'm sorry. Yeah, Nordic, Nordic skiing. skiing. You're right. You bet. Yeah. And and those two sports tend to, you know, go hand in hand. Yes. Um. So I was kind of stunned that I thought Forest Lake would have had more success. At the cross country level, but congratulations to Nora. For sure, for sure. We had soccer finish up on uh, for Friday or Saturday, um, and we have uh, we had various champions across the board. The one that jumps out for for obvious reasons, the Edina girls. They've been knocking at the door for a number of years, and not only did they finally get through and break through and get it done, they did so with an undefeated record. That's that's impressive. So. Uh, credit to uh, Katie Affet, the coach, and you know they, they, they've got you know tremendous players. Uh, Izzy Ingle was was the centerpiece of it, but they were a team with some Metro good, Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Miss Soccer. I mean, pretty much everything you could throw at her, she won. And and one of those situations where probably a better kid than she is a player, and she's a tremendous player. But she's a really well grounded kid, and it was a pleasure to talk with her. And you kind of feel good to see you know those things happen where they they get it done and and and. You know, you know, you can feel good about the, uh, the the young man or the young woman the getting it done. So, yeah, kudos to Edina. Uh, the boys side, I think Stillwater repeated as champions. So, uh, credit to them uh, for for getting that done in Class Three A. And uh, yeah, that puts a bow on the uh, soccer coverage for the year. So. You know, one thing I wanted to say to bring up. This is just an opinion. So, you know, the opinions are my own, and and you can have issue with them, and they don't represent the Star Tribune. But you talked about Izzy Engel being a better person than she's an athlete. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that uh, is the advantage of being um, an athlete at the high school level. I see a lot of comments from people uh, talking about high schools and high school sports and thinking that people take it too seriously. Everybody focuses on the negative, focuses on the things that aren't going right with high school sports. But the one, the couple of things that you see that are reasons why you'd love to cover high school sports because these, it lends itself to kids that are responsible and accountable, hardworking, and oftentimes very humble kids, good kids. You get to see and recognize good, hardworking kids for things they do. Um, and, I, and I think that we lose sight of that sometimes. It's also high school sports have the advantage of engaging kids and not just athletes, but the kids in the school with their school in a way that's ju- not just academic, and I think that's so very important. So I just want to take the opportunity to recognize all these kids, not just the Izzy Angles, but all these athletes who have put their time and effort into becoming the best they can be, and now that state tournament, a lot of them are playing here, and the fruits of their labor are shown off for all of us to watch. And if you have a chance to go see a high school game of any sort in this time of year, go do it. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, they are the sons and daughters of your town and community um, in you're right. I, I always felt that I talked to even my daughter's group that I'd coached up until some of them were in eighth grade. I said, you know, you you ladies are leaders just by by being on this team and being part of this and putting yourself out there and challenging yourself. Everybody else, they 
they take tests and, and they whatever, and, and they're good kids too, but you're, you're adding to that. You're putting yourself on the line to compete outside of the classroom, and that's, that's to be commended. So I, I've always had an appreciation for, for, those, for, those, for that element of the high school athlete for sure. Well, it's been fun, Dave. You know, one thing I want, another thing I want to mention real quick, just before we go, talk, talk about state volleyball, we didn't get a chance to talk about the other teams in the, the classes. Marshall, again, back at Class 3A, that's Dan Westby, one of the best coaches that we don't hear much about in the, uh, in the Metro, but the Marshall coach has just been a fantastic uh, volleyball and girls basketball coach, and he brings his teams to the state tournament every year, and they win in volleyball at least constantly. So um, Southwest Christian, um, and number the, the top seed in Class 2A. And in Class 1A, Russell Tyler Ruthton pulled off the upset, uh, uh, beating Miniota in the uh, Section 3 championship. Miniota is ranked number one and has always been a regular uh, uh, um, entrant into the state championships yeah. for in Class 1A. So Russell Tyler Ruthton pulled it off in five sets in an extended fifth, uh, fifth set where you know it only goes to 15 in the fifth set. This one went... 29-27, so that had Whoa. to be tense. Wow. And, and, uh, and back and forth, and I'm sure that the, that, the, the, that match is, is going to linger with those girls for the rest of the yeah, so that's rightfully so. Russell Tyler Ruthen, congratulations on getting down here. Good, yeah, RTR, good, good, good on them, man. That's, that's going, we talked about the Chanhassen football in Mankato, Mankato West. When you have to really go the distance and then some to get it done. How sweet is that? How wonderful is that to savor? You know, no matter what happens at state tournament, you got there and you got there because you won an epic match or an epic game. And that, that's, that's again, that's one of those things that they'll be talking about 25 years from now. I want to make a correction. It's 27, 25, not 29, 27, but still that's, that's still, you know, 10 points past the winning margin. Yeah. So that, that had to be a crazy match. So that's what makes volleyball great. I mean, it's, it's the most, um, played the most popular girls' sport in the state in terms of, of uh, participation. Um, a lot of people will think tend to think basketball and hockey because it's the state of hockey. But it's volleyball. And so if you get a chance to watch volleyball, go get that chance. It's a really, really terrific sport. Fast-paced, athletic, and one of the best sports in the state that we just don't give enough credit to. And it's, it's not just the quantity, which is, which is immense. And you're right to call out that how many girls are playing, but – the quality they they put out some of the best college players in in the nation mm-hmm. on, a, on a yearly basis. They, it's a really good crop of kids y- y- consistently. Now, I mean, go go watch Wyzetta. That's a tall team. I think they've got seven or eight players, six feet or above. So a couple that are even six foot four. Um, and when you you get down on the court, and sometimes you get the perspective of watching a sport from a distance, <laughs> right. like football and, and basketball. You get down courtside and you watch them play. You think, oh my god, these. <laughs> <laughs> These girls are just tremendous athletes. Yeah, all right. And so if you get a chance to go see it, go do it. It's it's definitely worth your time. Oh, and you'll probably see Jim Paulson while you're there this week. So there, that's it's a little something to sweeten <laughs> the, the pot. That is the added bonus. That's right. You know, so. Thanks for being here, Jim. Thanks for being here, listeners. We'll uh, be back next week to, to get caught up on a little bit more of the fall sports and, and the ongoing tournaments and who won. But also maybe we'll have to introduce some winter sports. I don't want to say that too loud. They are happening. They are (laughs) happening. Very good. Thanks.